what is being brought up today is about the allowing of sound to come through you as a healing modality and the ability to actually move the sounds through yourself be it in a singing voice or a ability to speak your truth Welcome to Soul Sisters Get Real, the show that goes deep in who we really are and why we are really here. We're your hosts, Karen from the States and Eleni from Australia. We've had heartfelt conversations as Soul Sisters for years, and we're ready to share our truths, stories, and life lessons with you. And to inspire you to connect to your truest essence, which resides deep within your soul. There'll be tears, there'll be laughter, and there'll be no holding back. So sit back, relax, and let's get real about the things that truly matter. Hello, everybody. So excited for this week's episode of Soul Sisters because we have a guest that has previously been with us. Michelle Saunderson, in our last episode when we interviewed Michelle, all of a sudden we discovered that she could channel a high dimensional being, her spirit guide called Ariel. And I didn't even know that, Karen didn't know that. And we put Michelle on the spot and she did channel Ariel with some beautiful messages. And so we're going to talk more about how Michelle is able to connect into a high dimensional being, how that happened for her. And many people, light workers and way showers, they come to Michelle to get business coaching advice through her channeling, coming from a higher dimension. So we're going to ask Michelle, what kind of guidance does she typically give around establishing a successful business from a higher dimension? So welcome, Michelle. Hello, and thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here for the second time, and I feel very privileged that you've asked me back. So let's get started. Let's go straight into it. So take us through the first time you channeled and how that came about. Yes, it was a gradual process, and at first I didn't know what it was. I remember sitting out on my front lawn. I don't think I mentioned this last time. Apologies if I did. Uh, But it was a full moon and I was doing a little ritual and I can't see the full moon from my house because of the way my bushland set up in my backyard. So I have to actually go at the front of my house and I'm in a cul-de-sac. So do what you got to do when you're going to connect with spirit, you know. So I'm out there. It was a freezing cold night. Had my dressing gown on, paunched into the, the gutter. I don't know what the neighbours think, but that's okay. Had my sage, did a little ritual and thought, okay, well, this is great. What do you do? You're under this full moon. You're meant to release. And all of a sudden, this song came out of my voice. And it was a very ancient style of chanting. And I thought it was weird, but I thought it was just me. So I started, just went with it. And it, it started, you know, getting into this traditional style song. I can't explain what it was. I didn't think much of it. But then what I found, 
it was quite powerful though. But then what I found was when I was in my actual healing, so I do intuitive, I call them intuitive, intuitive energy healings, I was starting to use sound. Because it's intuitive, I was just going with whatever was dropping into my head. And I started humming. And then this song started coming through whilst I was doing my energy healings. So it was this particular chant. And then it dawned on me that maybe it wasn't just me making sound, that it was possibly something attempting to come through me. And I'd been around other channelers before, so I knew what channeling had sounded like. And I knew, I've watched chat, this particular lady I met on a business course, actually with Francesca Moy, on a business course, and she did channeling. And I watched her so many times. And then when it started coming through, that's what made me think, oh my God, I think this is an actual channel because of what I'd heard come out of her mouth. So I didn't force it. I just left it go. And it just, it, over time, as I got more confident, it gradually got stronger and I started using sound more and more often. And then it went to sound into, uh, I, I think it's light language from what I can gather, from what I've looked into. Light language that was coming, it certainly wasn't me speaking. And then I knew for a fact that was a channel because there's no way that, that it was so fast and so like, fluent that I didn't have a oh I just got full goosebumps yeah that I didn't have a choice in what was coming through and I realized that it was light language it was coming and it didn't make sense to the the language didn't make sense but I felt the meaning of it as it came through so that was really cool and I also started speaking in other languages as well wow so with the chanting can I just ask this question what was the chant like what was it what did you chant it felt to me like it was an ancient tribal song. And it, it was, I, I can't remember the exact thing, but it was like, like something very ancient and tribal. And it was like we were sitting around a fire and mm -hmm. and chanting a spiritual oh, chant. Wow. It, was, yeah. but it was very powerful. But then when it started to go into language, and language I didn't understand, but then I had a client say to me, you do know you were speaking in, I can't remember what it was, say French or whatever it was, and you were saying this. And I was, and I was like, no, I did not know I was speaking in that language and I didn't know what it said. I thought it was just gibberish. And I have spoken in other languages as well. And I often feel like it's very native or very South American and I do have a lot of shamanic uh, things coming through my healings. And I think I spoke about last time my sham shamanic practice that I went off to um, do and was talking in another language to my healer. And so this this chanting under the moon, I'm pretty sure was ages ago, but then I went off and did a shamanic course. I didn't even know what shamanism was. I just intuitively just said yes. I was like, yes, yes. Someone recommended me this lady, didn't never met her, went off to the course. Before the course started, we, did ha we didn't have to, but it was uh, recommended we do a breath work session. I'd never done breath work. So we went to this breath work and it was full on, like we're in a room, blindfolded, like so our sight was taken away, this drumming music. Everyone just went, it was crazy and we're dancing. And I just, I go with everything full hearted. So I was going right into it and, it, and the breath work and, and I was having all these, oh, I went into like different realities and I was giggling and laughing and then I was, I nearly vomited once, it was full on. And then at some stage, this, again, this language started coming out of my mouth and across the room, someone answered. And there was about 30 people in that room. 
a lady answered in this particular language back to me. And I, and I instantly, my soul knew what she was saying. You wouldn't believe this. I'm not joking. <laughs> People, this is crazy, but this is absolutely, absolutely 100% true, boss. Swear on my heart. And I, whatever she said to me was hilarious. I was in fits of laughter. And then I was said something back to her. She started laughing. And this went on for about 15 minutes of this, maybe 10, back and forward conversation in this other language that was absolutely hilarious to both of us. And we both knew exactly what we were saying. I had in my head, like we were sitting around a fire and it was a male, it was like a brotherly sort of joke. It was two men, it was definitely men and we're sitting around a fire having this great conversation and laugh. I was on my side in fits of laughter over this. When we got out of the um, out of the breathwork and we were debriefing, I said to someone, well, did I just imagine that I was talking to someone in this room? Because whatever I was, whoever, if I didn't imagine it, it was bloody hilarious. And it was actually my instructor. The sh- and she was a, she's done a lot of shamanic work. And she put her hand up and she said, yeah, that was me. And I said, what were we saying? She said, I don't know, but it was hilarious. And I said, yeah. She just didn't think much of it because she's been doing this for years. But I was blown away. That's so curious. Was that, uh, did you know what language that was? Or was it just a light language? No, it wasn't. I don't think it was a light language. I feel, I always feel, and I should probably look into it, that it's Native American or South, do you know, like something that they would speak in South America in like the, like the Sham, like it's hard to explain, but it sounds very like American Indian style. Yeah. I can't put my fingers around what it was, but it was, we were definitely having a conversation and it was so funny. That's why I knew it was, I understood it. My soul understood it because it was so hilarious. Wow. We're back and forth with it. So Michelle, I'm curious. It's so interesting. The, that ceremony that you did, was that shortly after you had your first experience? I can't remember the times. I think it was all around the same time. It all, I remember a particular year that I was journaling. I'd probably find out later, but uh, a particular year where it all just sort of started to click into place Mm -hmm. and everything just bang, 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 bang happened. The shamanic, I started channeling. I went off to my mentor. She said, are you going to do anything more other than a healing? And I said, oh, no, I think this is right. And she actually said she got the word shamanism. And then randomly, my I saw, again, social media, randomly, synchronistically, I say weird, not weird, uh, a lady popped up on my social media saying there was this course and it was the, called the Moonaki Rites. I didn't know what it was. And, and it was a man that I knew quite well had put it on social media recommending that there's this course and it's these shamanic rites, Moonaki Rites. And as soon as I saw the word shamanic, I was like, well, that must be what I have to do. I, was, I did Google what Moonaki was and there's nothing on the internet about it back then. I was like, okay, I just have to trust that this is what I'm meant to do. And because I went to her course, it's not even a course, but I received these rights, that's mm-hmm. when it all unfolded. As soon as I got into that with her, I watched her and I'm like, oh, my God, she's doing exactly what I do in my healings. She's got the same hand movements. She's making the same sounds. She's doing the same actions. I'm like, holy dooly, I'm doing shamanic healing and I didn't know what I was doing at the time. But I realized then that I was. Um, and this is a little off track, but this is a really funny story. It's not about channeling, but it is very spiritual and very woo-woo. At that course, I looked down in the first session. It was a four-month container and I saw a, a like a sage stick, like a smudge stick with a feather on it. And it was like a full bird's wing. 
And I looked at her and I said, wow, did you like buy that bird's wing or did you glue the feathers together? Like it was so perfect. She said, oh no, it presented to me. And I said, what do you mean it presented? She said, well, it like a bird died literally at my doorstep and I really felt that that was presented to me for my uh, medicine to be used. It's medicine to be used, which is what the shamanic culture they use animal medicine for their healings instantly in my head I was like I'm gonna have a bird present to me I just knew it I just had this really strong feeling I was like I'm gonna have a bird present I just knew it so I rang my sister this is a bit crazy and said I'll keep an eye out for dead birds because I know you've got a cat because <laughs> I had this feeling this bird was going to actually instantly arrive really obviously it was going to just I, not maybe not my doorstep but it was going to be really obvious anyway Four months went past and I didn't think of it again. And the last Sunday of the four months, I finishing up and I thought, oh, my goodness, the bird didn't present. I was really shocked. I thought, that's weird. I swear that our bird was going to present. Oh, well, it wasn't meant to be. The next day, I'm working in the police. I was in the police force back then, working away, and it was a 2 o'clock shift, and I was in a meeting with the bosses, and my dad rings, and I had to answer because it's my dad. I said, Dad, I'm in a meeting. He's like, yeah, i got a bird. For you it's dead apparently it's for you and my dad's not spiritual at all and I was like what is going on so I said I'm in a meeting I've got to go Anyway, I hung up got back to dad I rang him I said what the heck happened he said oh this bird it flew into the neighbor's house your sister happened to be here just happened to be visiting mum and dad it fell on the ground it died she picked it up and told me looking for some dead bird it's here <laughs> that's great wow. I was like, what? And Diane, my sister, said it literally died in front of her. She saw its little heart stop, its little eyes oh shut. God. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, so I um, brought it home and I now use it as a um, as my sage smudge stick for my healings and it's very powerful. And it was a pigeon, so I ended up contacting my, my shamanic instructor and asked what sort of bird she had, what, what was on that, her smudge stick, and she said a pigeon um yes so and then I had this strong feeling I had to present the other bird wing to my my mentor my healer mentor Emily Shine at the time so I didn't know her very well but I was felt very soulfully connected so I went for a kinesiology session with her I had the wing in a bird box in a shoe box because you have to dry them out been a couple of months anyway I went to her and I said I've got I was so excited with this wing. I was like, I've got something for you. I've got something for you. I said, and then I handed it to her and she opened the box and she screamed. She's like, this stuff freaks me out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But I, I really felt strongly that you were meant to have this to use. Like, I feel like we're a bit of soulmates and you need to use the other part of this. And in the middle of the healing, she says, oh my God, you're right. So she also, through the kinesiology session, got all these messages that she was meant to use the, the wings. And then through it with her body testing of me, um, it turns out that I had, I get it always mixed up, say the left wing, because I was still really new in my business and I needed the the masculine, like the container to hold my sessions. And, oh, no, it was the other way around. I needed the intuition. So I needed the one with the, and she needed the other one because she was getting into a robotic kinesiology state and needed to drop, no, it was the other way. She needed the intuition. I needed the masculinity. And then I pulled, I chose a crystal and a card and it was all, matched with the bird's wing during this session so it was a hundred percent meant to be so that's how like synchronistic stuff works it's yeah. so weird yeah mm. not nothing to do with channeling but very cool at the same time 
we were just talking about, Eleni and I were talking about coincidences and listening to those nudges. And when you do, the results are phenomenal. How it's like almost weird and unbelievable when you really listen to the nudges about what it is and then then it comes to fruition. So yeah, I love it. So that leads me to our next question. And uh, many of us have been involved and evolved through our perspectives when we have a spiritual awakening or a situation like you started the channeling. So what's something that you see in a different light now that you weren't aware of or you see differently? I think the biggest thing I see is that we're all connected and that we all very much guided and Mm -hmm. that the biggest thing I found is that everything is from a place of unconditional love because I, I, I have never been able to channel for myself. I haven't really tried. It hasn't really interested me. But the one time a channel came through unexpectedly for me, I just happened to be meditating and this voice started coming out of my mouth. I had absolute tears of unconditional love. The feeling of love that came through with that, that voice was nothing like I'd ever experienced before. So the thing I think that's opened up mostly for me is that that unconditional love, that that feeling of that no matter what. The love that you get from, I can't even put it into words because there's no words to put around it. It's such a strong, it's unconditional is the main thing. No matter what or how you, who you are, spirit loves you unconditionally and you're here to be supported in your journey. And when you start listening to the signs, and connecting in with this with spirit and your intuition that's when the guidance becomes really strong and you just have to start following it yeah I agree Michelle with that unconditional love it's that first time that I experienced it was with plant medicine and it's like nothing else it's not even comparable to what you feel for your children which to me was the ultimate like there's nothing more than what you can possibly feel for your children right but this is like you literally feel your heart breaking open like it breaks open and there's this oh my god like the force of the power of the love is so profound that it words just do not justify it but having that feeling Michelle of unconditional love and feeling that how has that changed your life hugely it it just gives you that feeling of absolute trust when times are really, really hard. And they have been for me recently. It's been tough. Like business has been very, very t- like quiet con- compared to how it was. And some days I'm like, I don't even know how I'm getting out of bed. I've got to support my family. I'm a single mum. My business isn't doing what it used to do. I'm going to get to the point soon where I can't pay my bills. But I just knew that this is my passion. My, not my passion. This is my purpose. And then I'm supported. And even when it was really, really tough, I'll just get out of bed and I'll drag myself to that computer and think it's it's my passion. There's a purpose. I keep saying passion. It's both passion and purpose. There's no way, my sister and I kept saying, there's no way this cannot work. There's no way this can't work because we're on our purpose and we're supported and faith and trust. And I was on a particularly low day and I did an interview to a man on my podcast um, from the Pyramids of Chi in Bali. And I said to him, what's the ultimate message you want to give to my guests? And he said, faith and trust. And he told a story when he had literally no money and his wife said, how much faith have you got? There's 20000 in the bank. We got a $20,000 bill. He said, pay it. We have faith. And then, yeah, and I've just run a retreat and highly successful. And we're set up for the next 
four or five months pretty much. Yeah, what your sister said about, it's exactly my mantra. If you're following your passion, you have to be supported. Like there's no way you're not going to be. You have to be supported. It's just not being supported in the way you think you want to be supported by, but you've got everything you need in this moment that you need to have. Exactly. And sometimes you've got to go through those hard times to know what it feels like when you hit the good times. I remember sitting here and I was fluffing around all day. I, I didn't have purpose because there was no sales coming in. The calls, sales calls I was doing were just not happening. There was no merchandise being bought. I, I just was fluffing around. I had nothing to do all day and I hate not doing anything. And I was like, just, oh my God, just day after day, it was becoming really monotonous. Well, the last three days, I've had no spare time to myself for three days. I've still have all my retreat stuff behind me before this because I haven't literally had five seconds to stop because I've been too busy, you know, onboarding all these new people. So I feel that that this is spirit saying, hey, you need a break before you're going to get crazy busy. So you just keep trusting, keep trusting, keep trusting. Oh, it's scary though. So who has been your greatest source of inspiration or support on this journey? Goodness, I've had so many. And again, I've been guided to these people. But my first ever mentor, I think, is what changed everything for me. Um, her name's Emily Shine. Uh, she works down on the Gold Coast. She's as the lady I was talking about before. She's a kinesiologist. And she has been my guiding light. Not so much anymore, but she is the first person that actually saw in me what I didn't see. I'm going to get a bit teary. The power in me. I came off the, the train after a particularly horrible day at work and the police just really really stressed and I thought something's got to change and I rang her and I said I don't know what you need to help me I don't care how much it costs I don't know what you're going to offer me but I'm going to say yes please help me and she put me on this eight-week container with her and that's when all my business was born because I didn't even have a business back then and my business name before I went with my sister was Michelle Ann Soul Healer that all came out she just just guided me and saw me and said she said, oh, my God, Michelle, I always knew you were going to be amazing. What are you talking about? But I didn't know that. I didn't know I was intuitive. And she cracked open everything. She was the one that sort of put me in the shamanic direction and has been there ever since. And I, I that, was a, that was a crazy synchronistic meeting as well. I'm here at Forest Lake and I had a, a, um, a daycare centre, like a mother's night. And I was doing essential oils at the time. And the ladies that knew me, she kept saying, are oh, you doing your oils this, this year? I kept saying, no, there's a lady that works at your centre that does oils. I can't come and do oils. Four people asked me. Another, I said, okay, I'll come and I'll bring my friends crystal bracelets and I'll sell them and have the oils under the counter. And they were really happy. I turn up and this woman setting all up, this woman walks in front of me and says, oh, hello, I've got a stall here. I do card readings. Instantly, I was like, I'm going to be her friend. I love this chick. I don't know why. And um, I won't go into the story, but it was all these synchronistic things happened. We ended up being, I ended up being her client first, then became friends. And then, and then after that, I was a bridesmaid at her wedding. Beautiful. I love so, it. I love yeah, it. Yes. So cool. But yeah, having someone believe in you is probably the biggest thing that anyone can do. See yeah. you for what you are, believe in you, and then just encourage you to keep, you know, following your dreams and your and your what you're here for. Absolutely beautiful. So Michelle, I think it's that time to do some channeling. So, oh my goodness. So just before you start the channeling, 
I know that you do a lot of business coaching, channeling for a lot of clients where they come to you for business advice, probably entrepreneurs who, you know, want to expand the consciousness of the world and awareness, just like the three of us want to and are doing. And what would be, before you actually do the channeling, what would be a few of the messages that come through for how to succeed in a business where you're following your passion? funny because when we do channeling I don't actually remember I do remember what's said but I don't always remember the exact things but I think from from what I can remember a lot of it is about being true to themselves like being their true to their nature and being seen is a big one being seen for who they are because a lot of people are out there doing business how they think they should be doing business mm-hmm. and I, I get a lot of messages about you need to be seen, like properly seen, your actual authentic self, this is what it is, your vulnerable authentic self has to come out, not worried about what people are thinking and not doing it by the book and this and that. If you just display your personality, then your business will flourish. That's one of the biggest things that comes Mm -hmm. through for people is the being seen piece. Yeah. By being seen genuinely. Genuinely. Like uh, in my other podcast where where I just have channels on, um, one of the episodes is called you got to take your underwear off. So that doesn't mean literally we take our underwear off, but it means metaphorically like take it all off, be seen for exactly who you are. So that's really, really good advice. For those of you watching, when Michelle first channeled last time that we interviewed her, it was she didn't expect to channel. We didn't know she was a channeler. And yet it was really profound and really exciting. You really have to go back and see that episode. We'll put it as a link in the show notes below because she was you were you didn't know you were gonna channel, so you got really excited and really beautiful message came through. So I'm excited to hear what you're gonna bring forward for us today. And just uh, heads up, I haven't channeled for a little while because I've been in full retreat prep mode. So sometimes if I haven't done it for a little while, it comes in quite strong. I think that's what happened last time because I go through like patches of doing it, like a lot of it, and then I don't do it anymore. I love it strong. Let's go strong. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my goodness. It's like I still get nervous about it because it's like out of my control and I very much like control. I never know what's going to happen. and and it's a bit, you're putting yourself out there. Like I'm always up for being seen. I always say to people, be authentic. You've got to be seen and push out of your comfort zone. And when you're nervous, you focus on service. That's what my mentor, Emily, used to teach me. Like, but this is a whole nother level. Like you are literally going like crazy. And whoa, anyway, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. I, I feel you. I see you and I hear you. I can imagine. I have I have not channeled myself and yet I can imagine it feels very vulnerable and lack of control and allowing something else to come through you. So thank you for doing this and being vulnerable and authentic and genuine. And your face goes all contorted and weird looking and oh, um, my, our friend um, Nat Eleni was telling her about it when we were away and I get this message and she says I'm watching you on the big screen I'm like oh my god so she's casted onto the big massive tv screen and I nearly died I was like oh stop just 
I was there with her and I said, you have to watch Michelle because she knows oh, this well. So she knows it's not fake. And, and the way you channel, it's so different to your normal personality. So Natasha was like, oh, my God, this is the first time I've seen it with someone that I know. So it's, it's, the thing is that has, would, would make an impact on her own awakening, Michelle. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I knew she had to watch that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Oh, goodness me. Okay. <clears throat> Just dropping in and calling in any channels or spirit guides that need to come through this morning and passing on any messages to the listeners of our beautiful podcast. of the sound through our bodies. 
whether we think we can sing or perhaps not. Does not think she can sing. However, once in a state of pure channel, the sound that comes out shows us that we are able to actually sing and that it is a healing type of uh, modality. Singing is a way to crack open the soul and allow the energy to move through and push out to the world, the planet, the space, the actual frequency that is needed. So the there is a song we would like to sing to show you the uh, power of the voice. The river is flowing, flowing and growing. The river is flowing down to the sea. Mama carried me, oh, child, I will always be. Mama carried me down to the sea. Are there any questions about sound? Um, first of all, that song that you just sung is, is, is a song that I listen to every single day and I love, and it's interesting that you say that, um, it doesn't matter whether you think that you've got a, a, a singing voice or not, because I've been told by many people not to sing because I don't have a good voice. Um, and so what I'm hearing from you is, doesn't matter what people think when you start singing and you are in, in the flow of it, the energy will move through you. And by the energy moving through you, you will connect to spirit. Is that right? Exactly. I'm feeling pulling in and out. Um, yeah, I'm feeling pulling away. But yeah, it's, it's exactly that, that as the voice or the the sound comes through you you are able to be in the actual frequency um, it's a meeting of frequency so you are your frequency when you cannot sing versus the frequency of spirit and when it comes through together it meets in a beautiful connection of sound and suddenly your 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 sound your human sound combines with the sound of spirit and then together they meld to form this beautiful healing sound or frequency that comes through your body 
So mm. by practicing every day, either a chant or a sing or something that you need to bring out to the universe, that is a way of not only healing yourself, but also healing through the frequency of what's being pushed out to the universe as well. So singing a song like that song that we just sang there or another song that you know or humming or chanting or um, like the om sound, anything that's pushing vibration out is allowing, the, is, I just keep getting is allowing the healing. It's allowing the, the frequency is powerful. The free, it's the frequency and the vibration that's doing the healing. And the other message that's coming through is that we don't even have to do anything. There's nothing that we need to do to do the healing. We don't have to be healers. We just have to allow whatever needs to come through to come through to the world and whether you can sing or not. So me, myself, I'm literally like literally tone deaf. I went to Bali to a healer and this sound came through me and I was taken back to a past life where I was a, a Maori a Maori healer and this song was like a bird it was like I, I, I could never sing it I couldn't stop singing it for hours and it was this beautiful hey no I can't do it now but it was exactly pitch in key I had a singer come through my session here in a in a in a healing and I was doing I forgot she was a singer and then at the end afterwards when I got up she said oh my god Michelle you are completely in tune and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I forgot you were a, a singer. She said, no, you are 100% in tune. And I was like, whoa, what's going on there? Because I can't sing. She said, you can sing. It was all just frequency, frequency, frequency. And when I first had my first awakening, that another thing came, like I cracked open and it was like a bird, like trilling. Like, because as what we're getting is if we are, uh, yeah, bird, bird, bird. Okay. What we're doing is we're caging ourselves. So as a bird would be caged within a, a cage, when we aren't allowing our voice to come through, we are caged in that bird within that cage. So what we're doing when we're singing or moving or using our voice is we're opening the bird cage and boom, so opening like your soul, like opening your heart that's been guarded here and you're like, Pumpa, and the bird comes out and that's when the, oh, so imagine the freedom of a bird coming out of a bird cage and the trill and the, all that's coming out and that's your soul being freed. Mm, that's really cool. Oh, that was beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you mm. so much. Mm. Bloody hell. So weird how it comes in and out. Like it can come in full and then it can dissipate, but then I'm still channeling. Like I can still channel. I can channel with my eyes open. I get like a lot of hand movements and bits and pieces going on when I channel. But I'm getting, I get a lot of visuals. So I get a lot of really strong, so funny. I've always said I, I'm not very, um, I can't see. I always said I'm not observant. I'm not observant at all, but I get these, I don't see ghosts or things, but in my mind's eye, I see these visions and then that helps me describe to the, the client what's going on. Like that with the birdcage and coming through and cracking, that's all like a vision, but a third eye vision. Yeah, it's really cool. Beautiful. No, it's um, oh. Beautiful. As soon as you started singing at the beginning, like the frequency was so high. Did you feel that, Karen, how high the frequency was at the beginning? Mm. Yeah. It was People just. say when they're in healings, they've got their eyes shut and they sometimes they think I've been using a singing bowl. 
but it's not. It's my voice. I do have a singing bowl now, but I didn't back then. And sometimes the frequency is like a singing bowl. It's very high pitch. Beautiful. I absolutely Mm. love it. It was just beautiful and just reminds us that we've just got to, again, take our underwear off by allowing ourselves to sing by even if you're like me where people have told me and when I'm talking people my husband my partner my son mum do not sing just don't just don't um that and yet when I was doing hypnotherapy for thousands of clients people would tell me what a beautiful voice I had so when I was in the zone and I was doing healing and therapy I knew that my voice was exactly what it needed to be but yet when a song came out of me I had all these, these, I do have all these program beliefs that it just doesn't sound good and people keep reinforcing that. So I've, I've, I've got to, I've got to not just listen. I've got to, I've got to sing. I know that I do to move that energy out of the body. And like you, like you channeled Michelle, like it may even be humming, like the, the om sound, like it's just the movement of the energy out of the body and allowing that connection to higher source and higher frequency wow that was incredible again michelle and thank you eleni yeah this message i think was for you i'm getting this really strong feeling that yes obviously everyone's going to watch it and i I can't remember our business channeling but it it possibly may have been about you actually if you were wanting to channel to start by the humming and the chanting so if take that for whatever it is but i just feel like there's a channel layer that just needs to be cracked open again, like this cracking open feeling. And that will start with the singing and the chanting. Sorry, just cut you off there, but yes. I felt that too. When you said that, I thought this message is for me because I've started. And when I meditate, I do the OM sound, you know, with every meditation, but yeah, I feel like I need to, I need to sing. I really feel like I need to do the chanting and the singing yeah wow michelle that was amazing absolutely amazing thank you so much thank you for having me very much again appreciate you getting me on twice so yeah thank you of course i think karen's going to ask you our final question for today our final question before that i did want to say that i have done uh sessions with an angel channeler who channeled angels and many times the angels would come through and say, you know, sing, sing more, sing with the music, dance. And that's how you can feel the energy and raise your vibration and very similar messages. So that was beautiful. Thank you. All right. So for our final question, Michelle, which we ask all of our guests is the name of your podcast is Soul Sisters Get Real. And what does Soul Sisters Get Real mean to you? because we just pretty much spoke about it for me it's about showing your true authentic essence the essence of who you are because everyone is different not one other person is michelle eleni or current like we are ourselves and by showing your true essence and getting real with yourself displaying that to the world that's where your power is and that's where you can help more people just by being authentically you so that's what that means to me absolutely i love it Thank you for reminding me of that, which after a few episodes, I, I it's great to be reminded that it is about being real and taking our underwear off and just being out there. So thank yeah. you for doing that with us. 
Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for your courage, Michelle. Thank you for showing who you are to us and to the world. We are so, so very grateful. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you loved it. And if you did, subscribe to the podcast. We would so love it if you write us a review and share it with your friends. And remember, always connect to your truest essence. And choose love. We'll see you next time.